Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Late Night Help. This is the radio show that cares about the most important part of your life, your health. During the Next hour, the insane Daryl Wayne and I are going to take a look at a couple of things that I think touch most of us. Uh, During the second part of our show, we're going to talk about addiction and how to get rid of it, how to stop it, what you can do. Um, During the first part of our show, we're going to take a look at gray love, uh, stories about dating and new relationships after 60. I haven't been on a date in a number of years. I don't know if it's the same protocol anymore, but we're going to find that out with our guest. Uh, She's shaking her head. No, it's not. Uh, This is uh, uh, Nan Bauer Maglin, Dr. Bauer Maglin, and we are talking to her from uh, New York, I believe. Yes. Right? My My favorite place in the country. Where are you? We are in Southern California in Ventura County. And uh, I'm in Thousand Oaks, and uh, the insane Daryl Wayne is in Ventura. Okay? So let's talk about this. I mean, we know that there are more gray-haired people around than almost any other segment of the population. Um, And people either never get married, people get divorced, maybe even multiple times, and spouses pass away. Can people find happiness after all of that with a new relationship? Can they? Yeah. I think, and I, you know, I, it's hard to remember statistics, so I'm hoping you're, you remember some or can quote them. Um, as you said, you know, the adult population, the population over 65 is, is enormous and apparently is doubling. Um, and so there are many, many, many um, people over 65 alone. Um, and of course, as you get older, there are more people alone. Um, can you find a relationship? I mean, that's what I, I wrote the book about. I actually didn't write the book. I edited the book. I wrote the introduction. And I asked people to write their stories. And I wanted to hear from people over 60, and especially later in life, 70, 80, 90. I wanted to know, were they dating? Were they trying to date? Did they get find a relationship? How did they do it? And it partially it came from my own experience. My husband of 36 years died. 
in 2016. And after a year or so, I thought I would like to meet somebody and I didn't know how to do it. You know, as you said, you haven't dated for how many years? I hadn't dated for many, many years. And, um, you know, I didn't know how to do it. I hadn't, you know, online dating was what everyone does now. They don't meet at work, especially if you're older, you're retired. You don't meet at in church or in the temple and you don't meet in a political group. You don't meet at a bar, especially if you're this my age. So how do you do it? So I was interested in finding out from people. I, I, uh, I can remember going to bars with a f couple of friends. And this is, I mean, years ago. None of us ever, ever, I, I don't know why, we never met anybody. And that was before online dating, before video dating, before all of that. It was a real challenge to meet somebody. You'd walk up to a woman and you'd instantly start sweating um, <laughs> and, and stammering. And I talk for a living. I remember that distinctly. Has that anxiety changed in no matter what online dating video dating going to a temple or a church well i think you know since many more people most people meet online now i think that's the majority um and the segment of over 60 something like 13 percent are online dating but it's growing that's they're also trying to figure out how to do that um you know, you don't have to meet at a bar and chat. If you're like me, I'm a writer. So it's easier to meet online because you can text, you can email. And so there's, it's in some ways, it's much more attractive for me and people like me, I think. Um, however, I do want to say one thing, which um, that you can get caught in texting back and forth and not going any further and also falling in love with the words. And that's an illusion that you have to, I think you have to get out of the texting level and actually talk to somebody either, you know, on, on Zoom or on phone or and meet them. But I did find that I was very attracted to the, the guy who wrote really well. And that's, that's not something to trust totally. Interesting. Uh, you know, uh, I, I when I'm out either for lunch or dinner and sometimes with my wife, sometimes with other people, maybe at a business meeting, I'll see a couple. They're not speaking. They're both picking up their phones. Usually they're younger in their 20s, maybe their 30s. And I always want to know if they're texting each other, yeah. you know, because I think that one of the downsides of technology is the fact that some people aren't talking. They're not communicating anymore. And, you know, the, the, the expression, no person is an island, I've updated that, um, I think holds true. We, we need, we're social animals. And I'm not, a, I'm not an expert like you are. I'm not, you know. Yeah, I think also that um, there's a lot of burnout. Um, I, there's some studies by, um, I think Match did a study and another singles report that there's a lot of burnout about being online and trying to date online. And the book is divided into two parts. The first part is 
Uh, and the, the whole book is 42 essays and personal stories. Um, and the reason I, I do that is because there are a, lot, a number of books about dating and about older dating, but they're like how-to books and they don't give you the complicated, rich view of that. And so I ask people to write their experience, write their story. I want to hear the details um, and the good, you know, the emotions. Also, the other thing is when I look for books for over 60 about dating, most books that are out there, and this is a generalization, I might be wrong now, but most books thought that 50 was old, you know, and mm -hmm. that they, they didn't talk about what it means to be over 50. So my book covers from 60 to 94. Wow. When, so the oldest person in your book is 94. And I'm curious, as we were about to go into a break, are they still actively dating? She decided against it. You know, her trainer put her on online. And she, <laughs> and she tried. She's obviously very hardy. And she tried, but she said she'd much prefer the old-fashioned matchmaker. She doesn't think that will work. But she also realized, and I think there's someone 94, she's 94 and someone in their 80s. And they both said that, and that they weren't, they could tell that no one was interested in someone so old. And that's a problem for everybody, but for older women especially. I can, I think of a Fiddler on the Roof and the, uh, and yes. the matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match uh, 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 song. Uh, and at one point, I guess it was very, very common in, 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 in cultures. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we'll continue. Um, I want to find out the oddest story that Nan found in her book. Um, we're talking about gray love, stories about dating and new relationships after the age of 60. And this was edited uh, by Dr. Nan Bauer, uh, Maglin, and Daniel E. Hood. And he's a retired uh, a professor of sociology, so he's also a, a doctor, so uh, or so I assume. Anyway, uh, me with my little bachelor's degree and uh, Daryl with his master's degree, we're going to turn it over to Daryl and invite you to visit us at LateNightHealth.com. We'll be back as Late Night Health continues.
Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. Late Night Help is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Help with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghost writing anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Be sure to visit us at LateNightHealth.com. And we are on uh, PodClips.io, um, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio. I, you name it, we're there. So if you're looking for something to keep you company and want to know about health, especially from a little bit of an alternative standpoint, uh, join us. We'd appreciate it. Our guest is Dr. Nan Bauer Maglin, and um, Nan and I are talking about her book, Gray Love, Stories About Dating and New Relationships After 60. I had a conversation with uh, my two kids not long ago, and I said, you know, if mom and I either divorced 
or one of us passed, would you want us to date? They were split. Any any thoughts on that? Well, I, I think it differs, you know, so as your cho- each child has a different reaction. However, I do think when you're talking about younger people, um, divorced and remarrying and with younger children, it's much more complicated, but I'm writing about people who are 60 to 90. Most of the children are totally out of the home, you know, have their own children. And it's not an issue um, because you're not trying when you're dating, when you're that age, you're not trying to reformulate or re, you know, connect to family. In fact, one of the great parts of older dating, gray dating, is that you don't have family. You don't have to have kids involved in your life. Um, and there's one person in the book, only one, wrote about her children, and they did not want to meet the guy she was dating. And they knew the guy, and they liked the guy, you know, and they still didn't want to meet him. They changed. But I think it was because she dated, like, almost a, less than a year after the partner died. And so it was upsetting to them. But I find that most people want their older parents to have someone who cares about them and might take care of them. So they're pleased if you can connect. And most people, you know, don't. If you'll read the book and you'll see that for most of the people, it's hard, hard to find somebody that you can meet and care and connect with. What would you say is the oddest story in the book? It's hard. <laughs> There's lots of them. Um, or maybe interesting as opposed to odd. Let me just, can I say one or two of them? One person, um, two people use matchmakers. And one person, and I had never heard of this, hired a matchmaker who took it over completely, answered all her emails. Oh, my. Wrote, yeah, wrote to the guy after, you know, thoroughly getting to know her and having her write her thoughts about things, she totally took over and wrote to the guys and got them interested in her. And only at some point later on did she let Isabel take over. And, you know, and what, you know, what, what? Isabel is with somebody for now five years and it worked. Oh my. Yeah. So I, I don't know if most matchmakers do that thoroughly, but um, it costs a lot, obviously. You have to have yes, money. Some, yeah. yeah I'm think, when you said that, I was thinking of Cyrano, you know, <laughs> the story mm-hmm. of Cyrano. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, Cyrano, writing all those letters, he fell in love with the woman, right? Right. But I, and I wonder yeah. if that, we've got to find out if that happens. Um, um, another person used a matchmaker, but it was really just to help her think about herself and what she wants. And she felt the matchmaker really helped her clarify things. Um, the matchmaker didn't interfere like this one that I told you about. Do you want to know other odd ones or not? Yeah, I do. Well, I, this isn't odd, but um, there's the majority of people writing the book are women, but I have like about 10 men writing. And several of them said they weren't interested in meeting women and finding partners, especially one which was very moving. He said he's still married to his wife who died. 
and he was not interested in replacing her. Um, and he would have, he would go out with people, he'd make friends, but he was, did not want to replace her. I thought it was very interesting because men, I had just assumed, would jump pretty quickly into a relationship. And maybe that's just the kind of people who wrote and they don't represent the majority of men. But that, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I um, I have a, a two quick stories. A, a friend of mine, uh, his wife had passed and he ended up, um, being with uh, somebody that was a friend of both of both his wife and himself, and who was alone, and it happened very quickly. And then another guy um, was in his nineties, and his wife passed, and within a, a year, he had a companion. Um, That's very. It often happens very quickly. And, right. And I think it happens faster for guys, doesn't it? Well, yes, because guys have a much wider range. They can date younger people, you know, younger women. And there are many more women out there. Um, but the other thing to note in this is that for gray love, one of the big questions is, do you want to meet somebody who's old and therefore could be sick and therefore you have to take care of? Um, that's true for men and women, but more for women, the question. That's a big question in the book. One of the things that I think we have to talk about is the three-letter word, sex. Mm -hmm. You know, sex over 60. Guys are programmed more than women, I think. And I, I uh, uh, in talking with, with um, uh, people in the uh, gay community as well as the the, the straight community, men are wired to look and, and, and see, hey, she's hot. She's not hot. He's hot. He's not hot. Um, but as we age, uh, we get a little bit more wrinkles. We get a little bit bigger tummies. Um, we sag in different places. And that's, it's just not as pretty as it used to be. Is that a detriment? And and is that why guys in their 60s might date somebody or try to date somebody in their 40s? And of course, we're going to leave money out of this that um, that has nothing whatsoever to do with it. Well, many of the women write about being self-conscious, about being old. And, pre and you, you know, you have to present yourself online and... They, they wondered, they said, what should I wear? You know, how should I look? You know, um, so they're very self-conscious about it. And a number of the men who advertise, I quote some of the, you know, advertisements saying they want beautiful young women. So that sort of doesn't allow much for us older women. But let me just say something really positive. Several of the people writing said they've had the best sex of their life. And I think it is because, again, that you don't have children, you don't have work, you don't have financial issues, and you can really just be in the relationship. And if the man is sensitive, you have time to just ex explore sexuality. And it doesn't have to be traditional sexual, you know, positions. Uh, you can really enjoy yourself. I was really excited about the positive sexual message in the book. And... 
just cuddling. Yeah. You know, totally. I think is okay. I like romantic comedies. I don't watch horror films. So now you know where I'm coming from. Um, what's next for Nan personally? Real quick, we only have less than a minute. I've edited nine books and I edit things that really influence me that I'm worried about. I'm not, I don't have any other issue right at the moment. Um, so I don't know. I'd love to help somebody edit, but I don't think I have a book in me anymore. I got it. Nan, the, the book is terrific. There's some great stories in here. Stories about dating and new relationships after 60. It's uh, Gray Love and it's on Rutgers University Press, even though you taught in New York. So <laughs> just across the river or something. Right. Uh, Nan, thank you very much. Hold on. Uh, I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Don't go away. More coming up right here on Late Night House.